Genesis, Luke chapter 19. I'm sorry, 18. I thought we were going to be somewhere else today, but I think we may linger just right here for a minute. Luke 18, verse 35. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to have my oldest son back home for a couple weeks. Christmas, I'm thankful for that. Luke 18, verse number 35. Watch this story in history. It came to pass that as he was come nigh unto Jericho, he is Jesus Christ, he's walking, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. Notice not just any blind man, it was a certain one. It was a certain man. Sat by the wayside begging, verse 36. And hearing, this blind man hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. We talked Wednesday night about blindness. He couldn't see, but he could tell something's going on. Something's happening. I I hear people. They say that when you have one sense... One of your five senses that doesn't function, the other ones become stronger, because, which would make sense because of use, greater use. So I would imagine not only did he hear the people coming by, but perhaps the brushing of, of the shifting of the wind because of the group of people, maybe the dust being stirred up from the road and it's hitting his nostrils. I, I, he recognized, he heard, he realized there's something going by, and so he asked the obvious question, what, what does this mean? Whatever's taking place, what, what does it mean? Somebody, somebody be eyes for me. Tell me what's going on. Verse 37, they told him, whoever they were that's around this blind man, they told him that Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Verse 38, and he cried saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, isn't this interesting? Verse 39, and they which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood. That means he stood still. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. I just want to see. Jesus said to him, receive thy sight. Thy faith hath saved thee. 
And immediately he received his sight and followed him. Glorifying God and all the people when they saw it gave praise unto God. This is really an interesting story in the history of Scripture and in the life of Jesus Christ. For many, many reasons to me. I'm just going to move along a little slow here. I thought we were going somewhere else today, but we jumped this way. We don't read about this man. We don't even know this man's name. Some of you may say, hey, I know his name, but we could agree to disagree. One place in Scripture calls his name Bartimaeus. But Bartimaeus, I do not believe, was his name. The reason why is Bartimaeus means son of Timaeus. So it was simply telling us who he was. The bar part of the name means son of. Timaeus means would have been the name of his father. I guess people may have called him that. But Luke doesn't tell us his name. But he's significant. He's significant in the kingdom of God. He's significant to the ministry of Jesus Christ. And we find this significant place in time in these few verses. We find a man with a desperate need. A man who's blind. Sometimes it's difficult to relate to those when we don't really know what it is to be where they are. He can't see. He can hear everything. We could believe, I suppose, that all his other senses worked, but he just can't see. I can't even begin to imagine what that would be like. Can't even fathom that. To to have a mother and a father that would love you and hold you as a child, but you never see them. To hear their words and feel their touch, but never see them. Not know what they look like. And to hear their voice and recognize it. To not be able to see the... I get to travel sometimes. I love to see the beauty of the mountains and the ocean. And I can't imagine never seeing a sunrise or a sunset. Never, I can't even imagine. All. I mean, just for a moment, let your mind wander that way. And this man cannot see. And but this day's different there's some commotion going on there's there's a group of people going by there's there's movement there's noise there's conversation which it would seem from scripture was often the case when Jesus came into town or passed by that things stirred up because his reputation usually preceded him and the works of the father that he did usually preceded him the news usually got there Before he did, word would spread about miracles he had done or sick that had been healed, dead that had been raised. And these words went before him. And so this man here that's blind 
sitting there by the roadside. And Jesus and others come passing by. And he recognizes something's going on. And so he asked to those around him. I don't know if they were friends. I don't know. But he asked, what's going on? You got the picture in your mind? What's going on? And the scripture says they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Do you notice in scripture, he doesn't ask them anything else? He doesn't have any more questions from that moment. Can you go back to whatever verse that is, Brother Jeremiah, where he said, there you go, thank you, perfect. They told him, Oh, it's, there's a crowd. It's Jesus of Nazareth passing by. No more questions. Watch his very next response. Verse 38. He cried out. When he heard who was passing by, he stopped asking questions. When he heard who it was, that was causing him to hear noise and maybe smell dust in the air, when he heard, his next response was to cry out. He forgot about everybody else. He forgot about the crowd. He forgot about all he did in that moment when he heard Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He cried out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. It became very personal, very urgent, very sincere. There was something, I believe, that gripped his heart in that moment, Carlos, that he said, I've got to act now. I've got to speak now. I've got to reach now. I've got to cry out now. My mind and my spirit goes to the woman with the issue of blood. She had been that way for 12 years. Her condition wasn't getting better. She'd spent all of her money on doctors, the scripture tells us, and she wasn't better but rather got worse. But she heard that Jesus was going to come through town. And so the scripture says she had this thought. She thought, you know, maybe if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She heard he was passing by. And, you know, if you go back and you look at that place in scripture where we read that story, it starts with a man named Jairus who had a daughter that was dying. And so what he did is he went, he lived near the synagogue. He went and found Jesus and told Jesus, I've got a daughter, she's dying. Would you, would you come to my house and pray for her? And so Jesus said, yes, let's go. And so Jesus goes with uh, Jairus towards his house. And along the way, along the way, He's going somewhere. He's going to Jairus' house. This man has came with a need. But word spread with the ruckus going on, the crowd that always seemed to follow him. And this woman with the issue of blood heard he was passing by. She didn't know he was going to Jairus' house. She didn't know he was on a, on a mission, if you will. She just heard. And this thought came to her when she heard, if I could touch the hem of his garment. And the scripture says, if you go and find it and read, that... She pressed her way through the crowd. 
We understand, of course, to touch the hem of his garment, she would have had to been down on her knees and her hands because he would have wore a long garment and the hem would have been near the ground. And so she would have had to press through a crowd of legs and people to get there. And she touched the hem of his garment. She understood, this is my moment. He's passing by. I've got to go now. I've tried everything else and it hasn't worked. I've reached and spent all my money and it hasn't worked. But maybe, just maybe... I've got enough faith in this moment if I'll act while the opportunity is presenting itself. And so she reached. She touched his garment. And the scripture says virtue flowed out of him. Virtue flowed out of him. She didn't touch him. She just touched the hem of his garment. Was it some holy garment? No. What did it? Well, you just read a little further. And Jesus stopped and stood still, the scripture says. And he turned about and he asked a question. Jesus said, who touched me? His disciples, I imagine one. And their response gives them away. They're like, uh, Jesus, there's a great crowd of people around us here. What do you mean who touched you? Look it up in Scripture. That's what they said. What do you mean who touched you? Jesus said, I felt virtue go out of me. And the woman, in godly fear, said it was me. I'm the one that touched you. And notice what Jesus said to her. Woman. He didn't say my virtue. He said, woman, thy faith has made you whole. You know why virtue went out? Because faith reached And there was an opportunity that presented itself. And she had faith. Nothing else has worked. My situation's proven hopeless to doctors and physicians. And all my money's gone. But I have faith. That if I seize on this opportunity. I don't know if Jesus went back the same way or not. I don't know if he passed her house again or not. I'm telling you, since I was in that hospital room yesterday, I have been stirred by the mercy of God that is saying, I'm giving you one more opportunity. I'm passing by and I'm giving you an opportunity. What are you going to do? Here's your chance. Don't waste Woman, your faith has made you whole. You know, she was healed. 
she had to go back home. She didn't get back home and all of a sudden have a pot of money waiting on her. You understand, she'd spent everything she had trying to get home. Do you think she was worried that she'd spent everything? You think she went back home fretting because of what wasn't? See, sometimes, oftentimes, the Lord has to get us to a place where we no longer have any way of fixing it ourselves. And we've exhausted all of our resources and all of our attempts until we get to a place of desperation and faith. I don't think that would be the way he'd want it to be. He just loves us enough to let it get that way if it has to. Where are we at? Jesus walking along a road. Blind man. There we are. Thank you. He cries out, Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. I need mercy. You need mercy. Scripture is very clear. It's because of the mercies of God that we are not consumed. That means destroyed. The mercy of God. And so he cries out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now watch verse 39. See, peer pressure is not new. Peer pressure didn't start in our world. It didn't start in middle school. Peer pressure existed 2,000 years ago. And before. We can go further back in Scripture and find peer pressure. But here's peer pressure. And they which went before, that's the other guys around him, I mean, here's a man that's blind. He cries out to Jesus, and they have the audacity to rebuke him and tell him to, I mean, King James is nice, right? They tell him, hold your peace. You know what they said? Dude, be quiet. I mean, I don't know if that's what they said, but that was, what, that was the message they were trying to get across. Dude, be quiet. You're drawing attention to us. Is that not the stupidest thing you've ever heard in your life? They weren't blind. They could see. Far be it from you and I. To judge the desperation of an individual when we're not in the case or state that they're in. Far be it from you and I. To tell someone to quiet down when we can't relate to the condition that they're needing deliverance from. You know, there's some that will give in to peer pressure. They'll stop crying out or they'll never cry out because of the crowd. What will people think if I... I mean, if my desperation is expressed, what does that make people think about me? 
If my need is expressed, what will people say about me? And so they'll never even open their mouth. Or if they do, it just takes one person to give them a little hard time and they'll shut them back down. God have mercy on them and God have person on the individual that caused them to stop crying out. I love this story. I like that next line after they told him to be quiet. You can tell this is my kind of guy. I like him. He cried so much the more. He says, you want me to hold my peace? Jesus! The word literally implies he cried more and louder. Why? Because he refused to be silent because he could not see. They could see. He could not see. And Jesus was passing by. And who knew if he'd pass by again? Who knew if this opportunity would present itself again? So when he heard he was coming, there was only one thing he could do. He could forget about everything else and only know the answer to my situation is wrapped up in that man. How did he know that? I don't know. I would just imagine if I let my imagination run a little bit. I would imagine that he'd heard some stories along the way. I would imagine that somewhere before Jesus ever passed by, news of Jesus had made its way to this town. And it made a way to this man's ears. And maybe he'd heard a story of blind eyes that had been opened somewhere else. Or maybe he heard a story of this Jesus that seems to touch people and deaf ears are open. And would you believe that this Jesus, I've even heard he raised a dead man back to life. And would you believe this? I've heard he's touched a man's tongue and he couldn't talk and I would imagine these stories came his way and how they came I don't know I remember as a child hearing that maybe there was a boy that would come by that was crippled and lame and he couldn't walk and so he had a crutch and because he was lame and so this blind man who had keen senses maybe heard him coming by and the, the walking and the cadence of the crutch or the cane that he used as a little boy but one day he comes running by and he's like who is that who is that and the little boy tells him his name and he's like you sound different today. I didn't hear your crutch. I didn't hear. And he's like, oh, I met a man called Jesus. I don't know what he heard, but he heard something about Jesus. And he heard enough to have faith that it could change his situation if he got in the company of Jesus. so he cried the more. I've never been blind naturally. I've been blind spiritually. And the love of God and the mercy of God has touched my eyes and allowed me to see thankful for that today I've never been deaf naturally but I've been deaf spiritually and able to hear but this Jesus has touched my ears and allowed me to hear I've been broken and bruised 
in life, along the journey, in deep need of healing. And this Jesus has touched my life and healed me. And I am forever indebted. He still can do anything, you know. He still can do anything. Nothing is impossible with God. Somebody needs to hear that again. Nothing is impossible with God. I don't care how dark the situation looks. I don't care how impossible the circumstance seems. I don't care if it seems like there is no light at the end of the tunnel or if there is, it seems like it's a train coming your way. It doesn't matter. With God, nothing is impossible. The same Jesus that healed that woman with the issue of blood, the same Jesus that healed this man of blindness, has the same authority and power, and he is present here today. It's just a matter of whether you have faith and boldness enough to cry out and reach out or not. So he cried louder, and we read the story. Jesus said, what would you have me do? He said, I'd like to see my sight. Notice that. Go to verse 41. What will thou that I shall do unto thee? It's hard to read in King James English. What would you like me to do for you? There you go, or to you. And he said, Lord, I'd like to receive my sight. Now watch verse 42. And Jesus said to him, well, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about some things you need to get squared away and things you need to do first. And let's talk about some things you need to... Oh, it doesn't say that. Well, you know, I'd like to heal you, but there's some... Your pat... Oh, no, he didn't say that. He had the boldness to say, I'd like to receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Thy faith. Notice he didn't say thy faith has let you see. Your faith saved you. What? He asked for his eyes to be open. His eyes were open. But Jesus said your faith Saved you. I thought he just wanted to see. Oh, he might have just wanted to see. But faith is what caused him to cry out. And his faith saved him.
if he hadn't have cried out, I'm certain he would have died a blind man. What do you got faith for? Are you going to sit silent and let him pass by and let the opportunity move along? The words that I spoke yesterday, I, I know they weren't my words. I know they were the Lord quickening my spirit, but they're ringing in my ears. Don't waste this opportunity. If we allowed it today, some of you could tell stories of where God gave you multiple opportunities along the way. And by his mercy, you're here today. There's some that God gave multiple opportunities and they didn't realize when the opportunity he gave them was the last one. And they're not here today. I stood... I stood in the front yard on a summer day, I don't know, 14, 15 years ago, 14, out in Hera. A lot of people at our home, we played basketball, we grilled. A lot of people from the church, I don't know, some of you might have been there. I'm sure some of you are. Pete was there. I stood out away from the group. We went over in my front yard in front of the porch. And I stood talking with a man. A man that God had given multiple opportunities. A man that had a relationship with God that God had used. But just wasn't sure where they were and an opportunity and I'm talking with them. Oh, they'd come to church. We know oftentimes what we see in church and what happens when we're not here is totally different. You may be able to fool people, but you can't fool God. I stood talking with this man, not knowing anything. I, I didn't know anything outside of what he'd shared with me along the journey, but I knew he was wrestling I knew he wasn't where he needed to be in his relationship with God because of his instability. Reaching. Reaching. The Spirit of the Lord reaching. The Spirit of the Lord reaching. The Spirit of the Lord reaching. wasn't long thereafter, early 40s, picture of health, played basketball all the time in league, fit, picture of health, good job. I got a call close to midnight with a heart. The person on the phone was hysterical. It's like, calm down with with a heart, can you come to the hospital, please? Can you come to the hospital, please? Can you come to the hospital, please? 
I'm like, yeah, 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 where, where, what's going on, what's going on? They called the name of the individual. He's had a heart attack. Would you please come? I'm like, what? He's had a massive heart attack. Please come, please come, please come. Please don't misunderstand me this morning. I'm not trying to play with your emotions. You need to understand there is an opportunity given us. Hurried to throw on clothes, rushed to the hospital from here hearing that. I walked in the room. It was already too late. It was already too late. I I was asking myself, what else could I have done? Why, why didn't I know that that day in my front yard was his last opportunity? If I'd have known, you understand, I don't, I, I don't carry any guilt. I, the Lord reached. Spirit of the Lord was reaching. This is what the mercy of God does. He reaches to us. He reaches to us. The tragedy is I know because of the situation that he died in a sinful state. I'll never forget the words of one of his family. Here's what they said to me. Brother Hart, do you think it's possible that when the heart attack came and he felt it, that he cried out for forgiveness with his last breath? I said, I don't know. I can't. They were just reaching for some hope. I understood that. Just wanting something to hold on to. Would you reach with me to him right now? I, I don't know where you are individually. I, I, and I, I don't know your circumstance and your situation and your need. But he does. He knows your need. He knows the loved one that's on your mind. He knows the health the situation in your body he knows the situation in your family he knows the need he's aware would you reach to him at this opportunity you say I don't know how it's simple just call out to him just call out to him it doesn't take some fancy words it, it can be as simple as Jesus have mercy on me Jesus have mercy on me present he's passing by he's reaching but the word is very clear his spirit will not always strive with man so I have a responsibility am I going to respond to him
Am I going to cry out to him? Now watch. I'm almost done, I think. Why don't you stand with me? Can you put verse 43 back up there, Jeremiah? Please. Immediately he received his sight. Isn't that beautiful? You know, it really is an indicator of the fact that the Lord is ready to meet needs. He's just waiting on the reach. So is he playing games with me? Why do I have to reach? That's an expression of faith. It's an expression of faith. And so when I reach in faith, I promise you he responds. He responds. He received his sight. Followed him, glorifying God. And everybody, all the people, when they saw it, they praised God. The story doesn't end there. Oh, it looks like it does if you're reading in the scriptures because there's a chapter and a verse, and that's the last verse of that chapter. But man put the chapters there just so we could find stuff. Man put the chapters there. Go to verse chapter 19, verse 1. And. Uh, and what? Oh, it says and because it's the continuation of the story that we're reading in verse 43 of Luke 18. And. Notice what it says. And Jesus entered and he passed through Jericho. You say, well, so what? You know, I've searched Scripture. Searched the Gospels. I can't find anywhere else in the Scripture that indicates that Jesus ever went to Jericho again. Can't find it in there. Now, you say, are you telling me he didn't? I don't know that. I wouldn't try to add to Scripture. But I can tell you there's no recorded evidence in Scripture anywhere else that he ever went to or through Jericho again. The Spirit of the Lord is talking to you today about opportunity. He's presenting opportunity to you. Some of you say, man, I don't even know where to start. You just start by reaching and stepping in faith. He'll meet you and he'll do the rest. And he'll help you learn. Notice, he didn't fix all of his life in a moment. He gave him his sight and he said it saved you. And he saw, he got his sight and he followed him. The following is the continuation. But it took the first reach when they recognized the opportunity. I'm opening this altar to you today. Would you respond to him? Would you respond to him in faith? 
Would you respond to him in faith? Whatever the need, maybe it's for you, maybe it's for someone near you, maybe it's for a situation that only you know, but would you, in honesty before the Lord, be willing to respond to him in faith today? Let his spirit minister to you. I believe he's reaching back. As you reach in faith, I believe the spirit of the Lord is reaching back. In Jesus' name, I'll not waste opportunity, Lord. Come on, let the love of God and the Spirit of God minister into your heart today. Let the love of God and the Spirit of God minister to your need today. Come on, would you step toward Him in faith? Jesus, I pray the receiving of sight. I pray the opening of deaf ears. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Father, we reach to you. We reach to you today. We reach to you in faith this morning. We reach to you in confidence today. Hallelujah. It's important to be sensitive and wait on the Holy Ghost this morning. In Jesus' name.
just praise him together one more time. The Spirit of the Lord has done a work here today. And it's only the beginning. We worship you, Jesus. We give you glory and honor and praise. We give you glory and honor and praise. We thank you for the miracle of healing. We thank you for your miracle of deliverance. We thank you for the miracle of salvation. We worship you, Jesus. We magnify you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I don't believe that man after Jesus, I don't believe he left going. I don't think the next day he was like, man, I hope I can still see tomorrow. I wonder how long this is going to last. I hope I can see the next day. I don't believe... I think he knew. I can see. The Lord did this. The Lord did something in my life. You've got to know today, if you bore witness that the Spirit of God did something in your life, then you need to hold fast to that. Understanding the Lord did something. And while I may not have full understanding, or you may, but if you don't, don't dare give back something to the adversary. Lay hold on it in faith. In Jesus' name, praise God. I feel great faith today. And I believe the Lord has done some great things here today. I know He has. In Jesus' name. I'm going to get these men right here on the front to help me. There's Praise God. The Lord bless you as you worship in your giving. And you are dismissed. They'll just wait on you here. You desire to give. God bless you. In Jesus' name.